0: Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show to hear something drastically different. Gabe Dieter attempts to interview real-life filmmakers from Houston Latino Film Festival. I heard the interview, and it could be said that he sat on his own balls. But hey, you might think otherwise. I am, after all, an asshole. Tonight's show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com LoneStarButtons should be your source for custom pin-on buttons at a reasonable cost. To get in touch with Lone Star Buttons, you can email info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Tell him Corex sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Oh, oh, baby. Do that and he'll throw in some buttons for free scouts honor the show's also brought to you by jessica martinez agent of insurance let jessica martinez quote you on auto home renters or life insurance she's gonna try and save you some money so let her what have you got to lose you can call her at 713-298-1985 she can quote you if you live in the entire state of texas so give her a call 713-298-1985. Save yourself some money. Now, without further ado, coming to pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas, it's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, Gabe, Google Me Dieter, Mike V. Rodriguez, and the American Psycho, Chris Steininger.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for watching, uh, this is episode 108. Correct? Correct. Everybody. Sure. All right. Sounds good to me. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. Uh, Sorry, we're a day behind, but I was just fucking exhausted from what I did this weekend. And what would that have been? I don't know. It's oh. not my turn yet. <laughs> uh, how are
2: you guys doing? Pretty good. Good. Uh, since we have turns, who wants to go first? You can.
3: Hey, You're you know always what? more lively than anyone else. Yes. <laughs> Every fucking week. (laughs) Do we get a mulligan? (laughs) No. Should
1: be better better the second time around.
3: I just heard two pings on my phone, so we've got some watchers. Oh,
1: hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 108. I'm Gabe. Google me Dieter. You don't have to Google me because there's not really too much going on.
3: Have you ever actually done that?
1: Yes, many times. There is. Uh, <laughs> Facebook
3: has a couple of Gabriel Dieters.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's one in Germany, I think. Makes uh, sense. I'm here with Mike D. Rodriguez. Hello. And the American psycho, Christopher Steininger. Somebody's phone's hot. It's probably your super powerful next Your mini
3: till- tap. Is it a phablet? Is that what yes. they call those things now?
1: It is considered a phablet. That sounds like a derogatory term. You may be wondering... <laughs> Why is Gabe wearing a dashiki right now? No, that's what you normally It's, an, wear. it's in honor of our friends in Papua New Guinea that we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, so what's going on, Mike? I'll start with me.
2: Me. Uh, nothing much this week. Uh, I guess I felt accomplished. Um, I had... Done a quick doodle on a post-it note one day at work when I was uh, yeah. waiting for stuff to happen. I was like, man, this looks pretty cool. I should probably make a bigger version of this. And I got scared. And uh, long story short, uh, this past weekend, I uh, did my first piece of art for the year, which is crazy because it's at the end of March. Uh, but I, I was scared going into it. But I went and did the pencil lines then I did the uh Why so much fear marker. in art, my friend? I don't know. I, I fear... Of, uh, especially on bigger pieces of just fucking the whole thing up. Just like, cause I know that what what I see in my head and what goes on the paper is never the same. And I'm never able to do the same thing twice. Like if I was committed to doing a comic book, it would look like total shit. Cause like just this, even the same angle, if I have just a face and I try to do it a second time, something's going to be off. And that's just how my hands work. Uh, I do with what I can, but I was drawing it. I was, I was actually in the middle of coloring it. And my son walked by, and he's like, whoa, Dad, that looks cool. And then he ran off, and he came back and gave me a nickel. And he said, when people pass you by, they're going to see your cool art and give you money. I was like, okay, I
1: guess I finally made it. <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> your son's paying me money. Damn. What was your, what did
1: you he's use? He's more confident about you than you are.
2: Um, it was um, Bristleboard, uh, and it was um, Archival Inks. Uh, what are they called?
1: Uh he would know. Alcohol ink.
2: Well, no, no. well, that, but for the lines, it's the Pigma. Uh, India ink? Yeah, the India ink. Yeah, okay, India ink and then alcohol-based I liked it. it was real sharp looking. Thanks. I had real big problems with the <laughs> alcohol-based markers. I'm pretty sure it's the paper. That's what uh, the Big Cheese Um Did it run? It didn't run, but, I mean, it's very sensitive to where if you barely touch what you've already touched, it gets dark. Oh. And then you're like, oh, fuck. when you And you're trying to smooth that out. And then that part gets real dark. Mm-hmm. And then before I knew it, I was like, okay, I have splotchy. Oh, let me fix that little piece. Oh, shit. Well, I got to do a little circle to make it blend in. Oh, fuck. Now I'm doing this in giant circle. <laughs> and then <laughs> after all, I just said, fuck it. I mean, I, I don't plan on selling it. I'm probably just going to hang it in my house. But uh, it was cool. And then I got to use my mat cutter again. Uh, I bought one a couple years back uh, for the sole purpose of framing my own... Um, piece of art uh, from Jermaine Rogers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, 13 years ago, I went to a Deftones concert, and I got a really cool poster.
3: Back when they were good. Yes. Well,
2: I can't say now because <laughs> I actually have not heard gore.
3: You're not missing anything.
2: Um, but yeah, back in 2004, I bought a poster. It, it was in a tube for the longest time. I said, I'm finally going to bust out with it. It's an odd size. I had to go make, you know, find a frame for it, and with that, I had to get a map. And I was like, okay, I can spend $200 or more at Michael's to get this thing done, or I can do it myself. And so I found a mat cutter that's 32 inches long for, um, jeez, I think it was 50 bucks or so. And I bought a $10 mat, and I matted it up, and it looked decent. And then I bought a really, really, really cheap frame at Goodwill, and it dropped and broke. And then I bought a nicer frame. And so I had to cut a new Mac because it was um, the other one I got was just, you know, hey, it looks like the poster would fit in here. And it did. But it was an odd size this one. It's like, OK, I'm going to get a 24 by 24, make it square, make it fit in there. And it came out great. And I've been using that mat cutter ever since. And it's been uh, wonders. It makes uh, prints that I get pop. Oh,
3: right on. Cool.
2: And stuff that's odd sizes. I, I noticed that some people don't... I know Gabe, man, he he really cares because the way that you frame your stuff, you usually have the paper the same size, standard sizes, but some people are like... Coincidentally. Yeah. Well, But some people are like, this is my art. If it don't fit... It. Oh, well, yeah. Fuck it. You're, oh, you're going to have man. to find
1: something weird. The print shows where you, you go and <laughs> buy these expensive prints, Yeah, and they are not a standard size, so you have to... Not only pay for the print, but pay for a mat, pay for a frame. Mm. Specialty. It's, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Uh, my tattoo artist that uh,
3: did this, uh-huh. uh, Tracy Lambright at uh, Scorpion, shout out. He um, he gave me some of his print work that he did. And one of the ones that he did was, um, it's like a Japanese ghost princess. And it was mm-hmm. like six inches by like two and a half feet. Oh. And that thing was really, I was everywhere I took it, they were like, well, it's gonna, I was like, screw it. So I ended up just buying like a frame. <laughs> And I found yeah. some, like, cool mat backing and stuff and ended up doing it myself because all the specialty stuff, they're like, we don't even make frames that shape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't you have, they have like, to order, like, I was like, there's the Last Supper orders. right there. Just give me that and I'll turn the shit sideways. <laughs> 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 like, it's literally almost the same thing. I can work with that. So that's what I ended up doing.
1: What hmm? you, do you have going on this week?
3: Uh, well, last week I took Kiernan to see Flogging Molly at the house that. of blues for his second concert ever which don't tell his mom he liked a whole lot more than green day mm. uh but I, you know what the reason ear, why
1: earplugs or no earplugs
3: oh total earplugs and they were throwing them at him like they were candy he just ended up collecting them all he's like i'm gonna take these out and put in the green ones now i'm like that's cool but um the reason why he liked it was because the toyota center versus house of blues i mean we oh, were yeah. literally like you know 25 feet away from the band you know, as opposed to, hey, yeah, that's Billy Joe way up there. You know, so the accessibility of it, mm-hmm. it just yeah. blew... It. Like, when we walked in, he was like, huh, because the stage is, like, right there. And I was like, you want to go stand up and look at the... The band that opened for them, I'd never heard of them before. They're um, Skinny Lister. So basically take Flogging Molly and uproot them from Ireland and put them in England. Mm-hmm. And have the girl who plays flute also be the lead singer. So." Yeah. Long story short, I'm glad he enjoyed the concert. But after about an hour and a half, I was like, Can we leave the fucking Renaissance festival? I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah, I used to see yeah. the band. I've been seeing the band for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. They've been around for a really long time. But they used to go a lot harder than they do now. And it's and I was talking to my brother in law about this too. It's like they're almost like a gimmick at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I was just like, oh, come on. But he loved it. He had a really, really, really good time. The only the only problem I have is uh as a venue, the House of Blues is great, but the staff there has just, like, gone off the deep end as far— Maybe they just put up with a lot of shit. I don't know, because the two ladies that were, like, helping us the other night, they were horrible you know and i was i was wondering because you know i took him to see uh, social distortion and stuff but I, but there were a lot of kids at this yeah. show he was not the only one there were probably at least a dozen his age maybe a couple a little younger and there were probably some 12 and 13 year old kids in there too mm-hmm. so maybe the girls just didn't like the fact that it was an all-ages show or something but they were rude as shit and mm-hmm. i was just like okay so you know because they have a vip section that they've expanded that wasn't there like the last time i went mm-hmm. and i was like hey how much are tables and they were like uh 300 for a four top and i was like thanks i was like we'll be over there (laughs) and uh Uh, bye yeah so that was a little bit of a shock but as a venue it's a cool venue and he enjoyed himself i think the last time i went, went
2: there which is it's been a while uh, that was just a, whoever got there first got this you. You talking about like dead center from the stage yep. and like twenty feet back, thirty feet. <coughs> wow, that was now just-
3: now it's like velvet roped in the whole nine <laughs> yards. Oh, wow, uh, you know little try uh, fold menus on the thing. It's like oh, you want some uh, beer battered wings, fourteen ninety five. I'm like six of them. <laughs> no. So it was, you know, it was a decent show, and I'm glad he enjoyed himself. But you know, he's like, I want to see him again, and I'm like, fuck, they come like every two years. I was like, oh, we'll expand your palate between now and the yeah, next I'm time sure they it'll show. Change up. Yeah, it's better than Green Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah. What you been up to?
1: Oh, I don't. What's
2: know? up, no, gay? Nah, 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 <laughs> not,
1: nah. Nah, I, I, I did q and A Q&A for Latin, Houston Latino Film Fest uh, this year, like I did last year, and I gotta say. <laughs> They weren't as lenient with me sucking as they were last year. <laughs> I'm not... I'm I'm in no way a public speaker. Never have trained for it. Uh, never have done it. I mean, this is the closest you'll, you'll see me to talking to people in a large group. But uh, I sucked. I, su- I sucked the first time. I sucked the second time. So bad I forgot to call people on stage. And they got pissed off.
3: Like call people up? Yeah. Oh,
1: I called half the people up.
3: You forgot the other half. The other half. Did, it, did the uh, Q&A go sideways? Or did, did no, the first Q- half of people just get the, the answer so the much fir- stuff? The
1: first half, uh, no, I just forgot to call them up. So, oh. so there were two filmmakers there that were uh, doing Q&A. And that went fine. Other than the fact the other people that were supposed to do Q&A weren't up there. Oh. They were a little upset. Yeah. So that was all Saturday. You know, had I gotten canned, I wouldn't have been surprised. No idea. Uh, but I didn't. They they allowed me to continue Sunday and uh killed it. I, I fucking killed it. Uh, that was at the big uh, theater center. Uh, the match. Have you? Yeah. Ever been there? Mm-hmm. I've driven by. It's it's cool looking. Huge. Really. I went backstage and uh, I posted an Instagram video and I'm just walking and walking and walking and like the shit. So so Never. third day was
2: at the match and the first two days was at the the
1: uh, lingua uh, whatever the heck. The first day was a party and an opening film and second day was at uh, they split time Okay. Between uh, Talento Bilingüe and uh, it was fun. That I, I hope I get better at it because uh, I really enjoyed Sunday. Eh, I enjoyed the whole thing. But anyway, uh, I interviewed three filmmakers, um, and they'll they'll be attached to the end of this podcast as a little bonus. Ooh, nice. It's kind of weird because I, I took the whole studio, packed it up, took it to the uh, Talento uh, Bilingüe, and uh, set up there. In all three interviews are about the movie that we can't talk about because <laughs> they're all in fe- uh, festival season. Yeah. So no matter what, I mean, chances are you're not going to be able to see these movies ever. They have to be Maybe. picked up.
3: they have to be picked up. Yeah, because yeah. typically that's how like or you, you find them. On, you go to a festival and
1: it's what is that called? <laughs> uh, torrent, a torrent set? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> that's kids calling <laughs> it. Wait
3: a minute. Yeah, what are the? Yeah, that'll that'll do. Yeah, so yeah. so to draw off of the last time that I was on, because remember the last time you had a big thing and then you went to a wedding. Do you think it was an issue of anxiety and warming up to Man, the actor? S- Man, I
1: stayed home all day yesterday. <laughs> I I, I Mentally took off from drained. work. I took off from work. <laughs> all I did was I watched Iron Fist. With just, just took off too. Right on. That shit's awesome. I don't know why it's getting such lukewarm reviews.
3: It's no Amy Schumer special, but I hear that. Oh, it's, uh, don't say. That. Well, no, I because there's there. Oh, it's, it's not as bad as. Well, Amy no, Schumer it's like special. from what I'm hearing, it's feast or famine. People either love it or because a buddy right. of mine on Facebook, Michael Turner, he. He tuned in the other day and was like, I'm checking it out. And I was like, let me know what you think. And he said, if you can get past like the first 20 minutes, you're going to be okay. Because he says the way some of the fight scenes and stuff are shot, you're just kind of like, what the hell? But I usually go in with no expectations. Well, yeah, what do you expect?
1: Some of the least effective fighting ever invented. Well,
3: Yeah, um, but it can make, cinematically, it can be entertaining to watch. Yes. yes, I was
1: wondering why uh, I had a bout of
2: uh, some intestinal things sunday night and i was wondering why you're chatting it up at 1 30 in the fucking morning I was, like, <laughs> I was gonna say go to sleep
1: but i didn't thank you i appreciate that <laughs> don't don't stifle me um how about some news sounds good you guys ready yes
0: we all know what time it is it's time for the news with Gabriel peter and
3: This from the newsroom.
1: I don't know. I think so. So uh Crystal City, Texas. Yes. First story. Oh, okay. Uh the FBI arrested nearly all of the city council. <laughs> yeah. For uh taking kickbacks from Mr. D and uh you missed one, up, yeah. one one guy for human smuggling. Including the mayor and the mayor pro tem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Entire city council. Yep. Including the mayor. Uh, so for the one new
2: intern guy, I guess he's been there like nine months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna I guess
3: nobody's going to need coffee. Oh, man. I'll be over can, here. Can
1: a city even function without a, a council? Like, how do they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. be well, on autopilot, right? There's Pasadena's
3: big enough to where I think it would be a problem because there's districts within it. But certain towns and providences and stuff are so small that, you know, it, it, like this would be their city council. <laughs> Call right. Ted, you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So I, it just depends on the size of the city and it, the infrastructure. It's a
2: city of seven and a half thousand. Um, thousand. Yeah,
3: people, that's so. that's that's teetering. It depends on how rural it is.
2: So they were wrapped up in uh, trying to. Help out this Mr. T guy who was running illegal gambling in their yes. city.
3: Did he pity fools? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm
1: sure he did. He no.
2: was a, uh, he has a funny, almost well, probably not funny. He has a name in Vietnamese, starts with a T. Last yeah. name, Nguyen. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the <laughs> name. I don't want to butcher it. And I guess he said, fuck it. I guess it'll be easier just to call me Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Save, save people out. Yeah, really.
1: So I'm wondering if it was like those, uh, electronic slot machines. I'm sure that, like the ones we have in Houston all over the place. Oh, yeah, it is.
3: That never seemingly get busted. Mm -hmm. I've
1: I've seen cops go into those
4: Mm -hmm. uh, places. Well, as long as they pay out
3: in tokens and stuff, they're fine. And then once the cops leave, then you get money. Oh, okay. I've had friends that have been busted in, like, illegal gambling operations. Because in places like that, you can go in the back and they'll have, like, an illegal game of, like, poker going on for real big money.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why gambling's illegal.
3: Because it brings in prostitution and sex and sex is bad.
1: Oh, my God. Prostitution. Doesn't yeah. exist. Oh, and even man. though it's illegal. puritanical. Oh, we're
2: Texas. Texas? What else were they doing? Oh, well. Also, about the city, they were they had a uh, the city attorney mm-hmm. was getting paid one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, which they said people in other neighboring cities is get are getting paid a tenth of that.
3: Their district attorneys yeah. in the city of Houston, they get a fraction of that. That's ridiculous.
2: So he was in on the shit, mm-hmm. and whenever they tried to replace city council he will use his clout to say ass ah, no dog suppression and then, and then the one the guy that's been there for nine months the one guy left when he tried to take out the attorney the rest of the city council just didn't show up for that meeting
3: Mm-mm-mm. so they can't hold a quorum and yeah. get everyone else yeah it's uh gotta it's love okay. it when
2: so, politics so this is works uh this is somewhere near san antonio that's about the yeah. other
1: uh 40 minutes <laughs> southeast <from> san antonio <sighs> scum of the earth yes. uh 29-year-old John Revia has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon for tweeting a flashing animated gift to Newsweek journalist Kurt Eichenwald, Eichenwald. uh, causing him to have an epileptic seizure.
3: Is that the one that Donald Trump made fun of that he claimed he didn't make fun of? That's the same guy,
1: no? I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. I thought
3: it was. The one where Trump was all like, I (laughs) thought thought that was the same dude. Uh, Not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, Man. can't fucking... you can you can weaponize a no. Twitter account? Oh, no, well, well that's this... fucking
1: insane. <clears throat> okay,
3: so the
2: story is that the this journalist dude, who, he's been open about having epilepsy. Some guy didn't like him, thought he was gonna troll. This guy goes through the trouble of getting a burner phone with a temporary or, or um, basically a SIM card that's not connected to his name to upload shit to Twitter, and the account name was called Ari Goldstein. That can be found at he is it was at Jew underscore Goldstein. Oh my god! Yeah, Mm yeah. And so the way they found out about this, he basically sent a a gift that had strobe on it and said, "I hope you get a a seizure and die and die." Yeah. And the guy immediately had a seizure. He collapsed. Then his wife tweet. Yeah, his wife Mm tweeted you bastard or whatever, and then he then the the journalist had to or maybe it was his wife at the time, had to go on and say, you know, we're contacting the FBI, and then they said, people keep sending this image, stop sending it because uh, it it does... It triggers triggers an attack. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, they find out, FBI gets involved, they uh, trace back the phone to wherever he bought it from. Turns out this dude uh, was trying to be sneaky and be a troll. He wound up using his iCloud, his personal iCloud account, To uh, upload the images. And so when they found this account, it had the GIF that had the strobe on it. It had the dude taking a selfie with his ID. I don't know why. Maybe he was trying to prove something.
3: Because people are stupid.
2: He had, yeah, he had a screen grab of Wikipedia in which he had. Um, modified that dude's wikipedia page to say that he died on the day in which he sent what the, the fuck? Yeah. oh yes. my
1: god
2: um he also had oh there was some other what did thing he in do to that guy then oh he also had a screen grab of uh news talking about the attack before they found out who it was Before they found out it was this dude, and it was just tied to this weird Twitter account. Wow. He had a screen grab of it, which I'm assuming that he took so that he can send to 4chan or wherever he's from and say, Ha ha, I got this guy good.
1: Damn.
2: So, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. So, I mean, I forgot how long they're going to send him, but they've been found guilty. So, hopefully other dumbasses uh, take heed and don't do dumbass shit in the future. You can only hope.
1: Eh, he'll get over it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So I came across this, uh, this article about this uh, meth head that was a director. Oh, yeah. Or he wasn't a director. He was a... He was a scion. Um, he was a
2: last... Yeah, scared, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: the Getty Oil dynasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he worked on this movie uh, that he was passionate about for 10 years uh, called The Evil Within, and it's finally being released and uh direct to Netflix. no this guy's been dead for 10 years right no no he's been no, dead for two he's years two. he's been dead he for died two in two 2000 okay. so it took him 10 years to, to create and he's been dead for two years but it's coming out anyway it looks fucking crazy anybody yeah. listening or watching you know don't stop the feed but uh after <laughs> after, after the, the show, show Check out uh, the Evil Within uh, trailer. It's fucking crazy. And you could. I mean, one would hope that not every Method is haunted by these fucking crazy <laughs> visions. But it's its pretty nuts. I thought it was. Uh,
2: yeah, it was definitely better looking than The Room. So I'll give him that. I don't know what that is. The room?
3: The fucking. The that
2: panic room? Ho-
3: no, I, no, no,
2: that's driving Jody Foster. That, that's again? Jody Foster. Oh, I don't think so. My goodness, you need a. Check out the trailer and the phenomenon mm-hmm. of the room.
1: Okay, Eddie Weiszoo or however you pronounce the, the, his name. It was you a self-produced I'll film. I'll write it down right now. Self-produced
2: film. That was a real piece of shit, and mm-hmm. that people only watch it to poke fun at how bad it is.
1: Oh, okay.
3: And uh, given the context, It's like Son and, of
1: Frank. Have you ever seen
2: that? No, no. Oh, don't Frankenstein. Don't, don't check it
3: out. But I think this guy was probably tormented by this stuff and Exercising meth. The yeah, and and meth was just his way of numbing this stuff. You know, because it could have been alcohol. It Mm, could have been uppers. It could have been meth is just the easiest go to now, it seems for some sickening reason. But I think that guy. But he was rich as fuck and he chose meth. I I mean, I don't want to sound like an asshole or anything, but even out where I'm at. I've got high school kids that are bored as shit that are just tripping oh, yeah, balls yeah. on all types of stuff because when your mommy and daddy are loaded as shit and you ain't got nothing to do, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? Just party balls mm-hmm. on the weekend and fucking I mean when when money isn't an issue, you can get in all types of trouble. Yeah. It's all at your fingertips. But the Somebody one thing that bail is bail you out too. But that's what's weird is the fact that it's meth. Like, why wouldn't it have been heroin? Shit's yeah. expensive.
1: That's why heroin's too expensive for. In really, a, in,
3: in, well, no, I mean in comparison to meth, the accessibility oh, okay. and and a, ability to get it. Yeah, meth is easier to get than pretty much almost anything other than pot.
1: Never been approached for meth. Me either. Me either. Obviously, ever. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's not that shiki.
3: the green one. <laughs>
1: I do look like a. Uh, coke dealer
3: i think no uh jeremy, <laughs> i'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for a girl to just pop
1: up and say your royal
3: penis is clean <laughs>
1: <laughs> turn the record player down uh jeremy put put 31 was arrested for wearing a mask in public he was dressed as the joker and carrying a sword not just any joker the uh, dark knight rises the ledger joker the joker and, and he, I'm sorry the
2: dark
3: knight and he pulled it off far better than the he shooter. Did. That yeah, this yeah, probably yeah. caused all no, the stink he, about. That,
1: that was a legit cause.
3: He looked creepy as hell. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so the article I read was just a blurb. Uh, why wasn't this research like? I there know? was
3: there was no cross reference, and everything else I found for it was also a blurb. I think yeah. if he had not been. <laughs> Dressed up as a Joker, it would have been a non-news story. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, everywhere everywhere a was a blurb.
1: in Kentucky, or was it no Virginia? Was he threatening people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I I didn't see that he, in what I what I read.
2: But he 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 was just arrested for having a mask, even though it was just face paint. Because in that particular state, in that state, it's illegal. It's yeah. illegal for anybody over the age of sixteen mm-hmm. to conceal their face. So I guess women, watch out with your makeup <laughs> while you're out over there.
1: Uh, it's funny, at the, uh, the Film Fest, there was a a friend of Jess's there, he works for a news station, and, uh, he was telling, he was talking about how shitty journalism is now, and that everybody that works for the news station is a journalist, like, from the camera guy to the <laughs> editor they have to go places and yeah. and shoot interviews and stuff and uh, that's what he was there to do and he said the the level of written journalism is in the toilet as well like and and we've run across that oh, like, yeah. there's so many stories that we've come across that are missing. Uh, details or elements that would make the, the story better. It was just put out in a rush, and yeah. no nothing was gathered on like it. Like
2: the uh, the alligator, the crocodile thing, <laughs> yes. and the drive-thru. I was like, I wish I had some more info on that. And with
1: that, there were conflicting stories. There was. It was ridiculous. It's, it's
3: all, I think, and I was actually talking to uh, my friend Christy Loy about this the other day, because she writes for the Houston Press. And Shout out. <clears throat> yeah, she's great. You had to check her out. But um, it's not that the, they've lowered the bar themselves because they want the clickbait titles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because everything is so convenience based now and everything is so right this minute. Well, they actually, yeah. If you, and and disregard he who shall not be named, but if you had told me three to five years ago that Twitter would have been a viable go-to news source, I'd have laughed you out of the room but that's basically between facebook twitter all the social media stuff it's not and i saw a video online about it a while back i want to say it was denzel washington he basically said oh yeah he he said you know fuck being first Mm -hmm. be right right and and that's part of the problem is now it's not, it's not a matter of let's inform the public it's a let's get it out there first we'll retract and change and do all the stuff oh, yeah. post and after the fact we just need to get the feelers out there and see what's going on but that's part of the problem i mean you're reading a story about a guy who dressed up as joker with a sword and you're reading a story about a <laughs> fucking crocodile that got thrown into a drive-through window yeah. here's a novel idea when did the bar on what is considered journalism fall to the floor and start rolling around so much that those two stories are even considered newsworthy to begin with? Hey man, Maybe that's why you're they're talking only talking about
1: a- our bread and butter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that, but I mean, <laughs> I wish there was more stuff. Yeah, like I mean it's if that's the type of substance that people are complaining yeah. about, that's it's the buzz-feeding of the news cycle. No. That That's part of the problem.
2: Complo- completely agree. I, uh, I've i noticed last year or two where all of a sudden Reddit is a source of news.
3: Jesus according,
2: Christ. According to you slash blah, 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 blah. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. That's where you're
1: getting this shit from?
3: Yeah, and, and one thing, and, and as an avid Redditor yeah. for probably like the past five to seven years, this has also really bothered me because we've had the... Uh, the, bomb, the, the, yeah, the, the Boston. bombing, the Boston, <laughs> yeah. we've had the Boston bombing. We've had numerous shootings and the mm-hmm. international scene in regards to uh, bombings and shootings and the London terror attacks, mm-hmm. things of that nature. The problem with that website now, and it's not so much of the witch-hunting aspect because they've kind of distanced themselves from that. And the fact of yeah. like, you know, hey, let's not go pigeonhole this poor sucker and get him caught. Now what it is is like <clears throat> the legitimate threads and the, the legitimate yeah. feeds on that website are hey, is there anybody in the area, can you please update and report, update and report? There's no validity at all whatsoever to the person's location. I could very oh, yeah. well be at my house over you know, in the villages saying like, oh yeah, I'm in North Carolina where this horrific shooting is going on yeah. and just be making shit up as I go. Yeah. And then major news organizations who have up, yeah. interns that are half my age that are primed to this kind of shit are sitting over at CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC and leaning on places like Twitter and Reddit and stuff and 4chan and places like that and running with that is legit news so then you have the wolf blitzers of the world saying stuff to people our parents age and it's going whoosh, because <laughs> they don't have any idea what the guy's talking about and there's yeah. no credibility to any of it but they run with it
1: well the the reporter i was talking to was saying how their performance reviews were based on the engagement of the reader
3: how do they gauge that
1: analytics you mean off clicks?
3: of you, off of clicks? Yes. Well yeah, but that's the thing, is like the other day a good friend of mine posted a legitimate article about like dog foods that are actually like good and bad. And I was like, hmm, I got a new pit bull. Let me check this out. It was one dog food per click and there were twenty of them. I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> oh so yeah, so I mean that's my thing is like you're gonna pull an analytic like this because let me yeah, you know, I'll I'll read That's definitely you know, buzzfeeding. I'll yeah. read I'll read Free Press and Cron you know cron.com's a problem because everything's stuck behind a paywall because they, no one pays to get the physical newspaper anymore, but like Houston Press and Free Press and all that stuff. Um, I like the Houston Press. Houston Press is great after you click through the first three pop-ups that come up after every single time. Yeah,
1: you. one of you were sending me articles, and I was like, uh, I'm not going to do this. It was probably I'm not going to dig. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. It's um, a good segue to the... Uh, Trump gave Merkel yes. a $374 Bingo. billion dollar invoice. What was it for? Uh, NATO? NATO. What they owe NATO? NATO, NATO. Invoice. Which uh, which
2: was reported by freaking everybody. Everybody
1: mm-hmm. covered this. Everybody. And Mike, uh, you want to break the news? I do want to break, break the, the news. Breaking news.
3: You, you, sent, <laughs> you, sent, in.
2: you sent the link and I was going to prepare myself for the show. And I was like, is this link fucked up? They're sending me some other article. What's going on? <laughs> got pulled. Uh, uh, yeah, I sent you a vice a vice, a vice article. It got pulled, completely pulled. They they took off. it wasn't even a retraction or a um uh updated to show new information. It was a this shit doesn't exist. You were crazy for looking at it the first time. <laughs> uh yeah, it turned out they to be us. Yeah. Uh, we're in an alternate universe apparently and this shit apparently didn't happen. But uh, see, that's
3: also part of the problem because yeah. if that were a print media Yep. They would have to like next day say it. we erroneously reported yesterday, blah 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 blah. But now in the digital age I would have
1: cut it out and they
3: can just it. you know make it go away. It's yeah. crazy. The it's internet crazy. never forgets. Yeah, because
1: mm-hmm. I,
2: I mean I looked it up on Google and I was like, Okay, well I'll find fuck Vice.
3: I'll find another story.
2: Oh, yeah. point
1: being Well, I'm we gotta cut to the chase here. Yeah, yeah. no people are like, What? Are you serious?
2: No, I'm like, I'm like so I was like, Fuck Vice. I, I went to go Google it and they're like <laughs> Did it actually happen? No. It wasn't even a Snopes article. It was someone yeah.
1: hashtag fake news. It
2: was a uh, real fake news. Uh but everybody was reporting it reporting it as legitimate. It was picked up by a lot of major news organizations as being the truth. And I think that it's a little bit of a uh confirmation bias. Against, it's a big letdown for me, because well, yeah. I, I but like I mean it's shit. something where you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's something Trump yeah. would do. Oh yeah. that fucker. <laughs> but it but also yeah. in the
3: but also in the other direction, um when Rachel Maddow was like, we got a tax return, and it Uh, turned it up to be a whole bunch of nothing. But they they wrote it out for like three days because they knew it would get viewers.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: But it was a non-story.
2: Oh, I'm pretty sure Trump himself
3: mailed it to Oh, right he probably yeah. did. He goes, yeah, release this so I can go over here and play, play some more know. golf. Bomb. I mean, people don't civilians. understand the whole reason why this is going on right now, and I posted about this yesterday. It's like all this crazy shit with the politics and all this. Everybody's being distracted by the White House. Meanwhile, fucking Netflix just let Adam Sandler sign on to four yeah. movies.
1: <laughs> four, more? four more? Four more. That's four the real more?
3: fucking news right there. We got all this bullshit going on, and Netflix is about to be inundated with Adam Sandler bullshit. That's Holy the that's Shit. the real
1: story well they already signed him up for, for six, like eight, right? eight. yeah mm-hmm. oh my god i'm telling
3: you man that's
1: fucking
2: america's ridiculous. going to don't, hell in a handbag he's uh he is truly the stanley kubrick of <laughs> his generation <laughs>
1: <Holy> <laughs> okay. okay that's the true story <laughs> next story uh that montrose vet that we covered what was it two weeks ago she yeah. did she did she, she suicided <laughs> um she tranked herself she was caught in a murder for hire scheme uh, with her boyfriend who wanted their mutual past lovers yes dead. exes that and uh she got caught and they she was out on, let her out on bail and what did she hang herself or something no
2: she jumped from her the seventh floor of a condo
1: oh nice that'll do it well
2: um she probably thought she stuck the landing <laughs> uh it also harks back to the episode you were last on where we were talking about uh, uh, computers telling judges whether or not people should be let out on bail or not. They probably should have not.
1: Mm. Let her serve her time. At least she didn't try to kill anybody else. Yeah. Well,
2: what if there was a kid under there playing around in this condo? And they well, had, luckily there was. Yeah.
1: Get out of the way. As Gabe said, <laughs>
2: they will get over it. Uh, no. It's so weird to see those stories because, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like they found the body at eleven. They didn't move it until about three. So it's just there's just a body there for We've three had that fucking happen hours. in
3: we've had that happen in the Med Center. That's uh weird. last year, uh when you're coming out of MD Anderson proper, mm-hmm. there's Texas children's and there's mm-hmm. a twelve story parking garage and a patient went up and and that that body was there from probably eight thirty until about two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my Damn. goodness! Mm-hmm. They just
2: they do they just put the tape around it and say don't walk over.
3: Well, here"? it was that was actually an a
1: why? Really what were they bad, trying to investigate? I mean, well,
3: well, part of the c- problem is because and and this is where like the bureaucracy of it all really sucks. Is down there like UTPD is there? They're they're present, but then also HPD is there too, right? So, since they landed on, you know, Texas Medical Center property, it was a UTPD thing, and then TMC had to come out, then the coroner's office had to come out, and it's all, and the, they cordoned the thing off, but it happened, like, right where the entrance and exit were, so there were people trying to come to work and leave for the day that couldn't, because the main
1: entrance to the parking garage was mm, blocked. Damn. It was a
3: gigantic clusterfuck. That's Holy crazy. Shit. Mm-hmm. But that happens all the time down there.
1: Okay. Uh, let's hit some local news. Uh, I know you two don't live live here anymore you not anymore you've never lived here never but the city of pasadena mayor is getting attention johnny isbell Or yeah johnny isbell is bell uh addressed a councilman cody ray wheeler a hispanic quote unquote yeah you saw uh, that's the, the video <laughs> come on uh, that's
3: the widest hispanic name i've ever heard in my life
1: I know, that's, cody that's ray wheeler i, I was that. like hmm, okay but i mean the rest of the story makes more sense he called him boy and uh, you don't do that. You don't do that. That's, that's, <laughs> you need to speak up, boy. Ain't that what he said? Uh, yeah, you need to speak up. Boy. That you do not address someone of color. He was being so boy. catty too.
3: It was real contentious in the video, and it was strange because it seems as though I'm sure there's probably some backstory there or something, or they don't really get along. But I mean, you Every know. single one of those is filmed. Yeah, you can yeah. be you can that be is, you can be is, sassy behind doors. That is that is unbelievable. Houston, Pasadena, Deer they are all they're all filmed for public record, and that is insane that he would just fly off the hinge like that.
1: If Pasadena were a bigger city, that would be in all the news everywhere. well it, it
3: was in the houston chronicle that's where it came from yeah yeah i mean he i mean pasadena's not small and anymore he, and he's
1: known for being racist right he was an asshole the first time he was in office yeah mm-hmm. crazy yeah uh that's it for the news what do we got you want to do some murder and mayhem i think we got this one all yes. right <laughs> So, this story comes from the Daily Mail. Oh, well, that fucks the legitimacy of that right out the door. See, where they say Tin foil. this is a true story, I'm going to leave it up for debate because I don't 100% believe it's true. But supposedly, David Rock, uh, Michael Rockefeller, son of David Rockefeller, who just passed away, at 100 um, but
2: he's actually the son of um, he's the great the vice his, president yeah. Rockefeller yeah
1: he's the great, oh, great who was yeah. bro-
2: his uncle was david
1: okay okay Okay. so uh in 1961 supposedly he was on a trip to new guinea uh visiting Papa the new guinea, no. <laughs> visiting Mama new guinea. The, uh, extremely violent uh cannibal tribe uh the Azmat people mm. And, uh, the story is he, they were canoeing away from the village and, uh, I guess the canoe capsized or something. Did you read the story? It capsized. No, you're not crazy. Uh, it capsized. I'm just picturing it in my head. I'm like, did they suck at swimming? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one guy didn't want to leave the boat for some reason, but, uh, Michael Rockefeller wanted to swim to shore and go get help. So he made a swim. And that's the last that guy ever saw of him. Here's where the story <laughs> takes a turn. Supposedly, he was captured, tortured, beheaded, and then eaten by mm. this cannibal tribe, the Azmat people. Um, got some kids playing outside. Oh, okay. Uh, <sighs> Did they find like. I a- believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's the Daily Mail, come on. Did they find, like, skeletal remains that, after research was determined, that he had been decapitated?
1: they they examined the chief's uh, punch bowl, and it was the top of his head. Well,
2: didn't the article say that that's going to come out as part of a documentary documentary
1: documentary that's about to come out but
2: still i mean documentary
3: see and that's another thing too to go back to what the fuck we were talking about before have you noticed a lot of articles like you'll be reading like i for example i read an article yesterday and it was about andy dick and you know what the tagline in the fucking article was Mm. it said comedian blah 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 and Andy Dick's eulogy said, do 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 And so, of course, I clicked on it because I was like, that dude's a steaming piece of what? shit. He's dead. Virus. I want to read yeah. about Andy Dick being dead. No, nope. Turns out that there's a Netflix documentary coming out about Andy Dick. And this was a he joke. He, no, 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 no. It was just a joke. And yeah. I was like, fuck. So I'm reading stuff. And then halfway through, it'll be like, Hulu next month. And I'm like, this is not news. This is paid <laughs> advertising for a goddamn TV show. There wasn't a, a little... Thing that said advertisement? Nope.
1: Or sponsored? Nope. I was pissed. Very well then. Uh,
3: I don't believe the Daily Mail. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> L- let's move on then. <laughs> Mike some- has nothing <laughs> to say. <laughs> you're so, really, you're so, real quiet I'm today, done. Mike. <laughs> uh, let's do some friend questions. Hoorah! I can't check mine. Oh yeah.
3: Break!
4: Break!
1: All right. I actually do have
2: one. I have a quick one. Uh, Jason Cisneros, who was watching live, he may or may not still be watching live. We'll, we'll see. Asked if he had some Star Wars or
1: G.I. Joes in the background. Um, I'll say the Star yes. Wars.
2: G.I. Joes?
1: No Joes. No Joes. Oh, He's no not a Joe man. I'm not a Joe man. I never have been. I, I had some, had some the- when I was a little kid, but I wasn't a. Wasn't I, a big fan.
3: I have some G.I. Joes, but they're like the size of the Black Knight right there. They're not the little bitty ones. They're, they were my grandfather's. They were oh, the yeah. big actual G.I. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, those were like, pretty neat. sought out. And of course, being an eight year old, I fucked them all up, so they are <sighs> useless. Now. God damn. I know you're like, you're um,
1: stupid. Bring them, bring them over. I'll see what I can do. All right. Uh, Wire Tribe asks Favorite Shane Patrick Boyle zine moment? That's all you. Favorite who? Shane Patrick Boyle, the Zine, the guy? zine guy who passed away. Uh, oh, I don't have one. Um, I talked to Shane on the phone for about mm, an hour one time about me picking up and continuing MiniCon that he started. Uh, it was like a in between Zine Fest type thing where it was like just I think four artists at uh, a venue. Um. He almost, I mean, I was like 99% ready to to do the damn thing, and as soon as I hung up the phone, I was laying in bed lo- thinking like, if I do this, I'm gonna be addicted to running a, an annual show, and it's gonna suck up all my time, and I'm not gonna be able to do what I'm already doing, and uh, I might be able to, but not nearly as dedicated, so I fucking bailed. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know your apathy would have allowed you to do it later. I bailed. Uh, and he never held it against me at all. He he totally understood. Uh, I mean, I, he's just a sweetheart of a guy, like I said uh, last time. And he, he never held it against me. And uh, that's my favorite moment. When he, he filled my head full of dreams. <laughs> and then Damn him. To, then I had to let them all leak out. Just to let him down. What about you, Mike? Did you ever meet him? I did not. Oh, okay. Uh No. I mean, okay. I've been I've been to
2: two Zine fests before as a uh, uh, what do you call him? A guest, not a guest. Participant. As, as a not not even a participant, a person going, just a person. Attendee. I attendee. There we go. We'll go with I Can't that. think. Go. Me no think right it's now. Sorry, right, man. As it's as late. as a attendee and uh, I don't. I've What th- do you think
1: of it? Because he's the one that actually founded that festival. I mean, without him, that, that wouldn't have existed.
2: I think it's really cool. I mean, uh, it was a lot of space, a lot of different vendors. Uh, everybody's very nice. They had a good group going on, a uh, good flow. Uh, the first one I went to was at that weirdly named one, Space something. The one that's next to that little bridge. Super Happy Fun Yeah, man. there you go. Mm-hmm. The crazy name. Is it
3: still around? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And it was really, really at the so. elbows there. And then the last one was at... Um, the no, I've been to three. I've been, I've been one there. I've been one at the print museum,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which was two years ago. And then last there were, year,
1: there were, I believe, three at the print museum, oh, right? Okay. Two or three?
2: I don't know. But no, I, I dug it. And I think it's cool to uh, be able to meet local and semi-local. Like, you know, I know people were from Austin and stuff. Semi-local artists uh, in their zines and getting a chance to talk to them and try to haggle over prices. <laughs> No, Uh, I I do no haggling.
1: I don't think your hard work is worth what you think it is. (laughs) That's what you're saying. (laughs) There you go. Uh, You don't give these out for free? Friend of the show, Thomas Zondieter, asks, what do you think of the new Justice League trailer that came out a couple of days ago? Um, I'm optimistic. Ugh it's it's weird Chris, what have, do you think i weird, haven't seen it. it's
2: weird to have the trailer drop and one woman's not even out in theaters yet yeah that is weird uh, were they supposed to set up i I thought their plan was to have a aquaman movie and a whatever movie and then title together are they just gonna have superman wonder woman uh just sleep i'm surprised well
3: aquaman is a go Cause that Jason Momoa guy, he's been all over Instagram and shit talking about it. So, yeah. but I've seen no press on it at all. Uh,
1: but just talking about the trailer, Visually, uh, I think it's fine. Uh, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not gonna hold too much against it because it is what it is. It's a DC uh, comic book movie, you know. It's yeah. not. It's not. Cyborg looks like crap. See, I don't know. I, I, I think I just look at it through the lens of a guy that's going to see a shitty movie.
3: Yeah. And so you have no expectations. For I just it? go
1: f- to have fun. I don't. I'm do you not, prefer Marvel over DC, or
3: do you just equate DC with shit?
1: No, uh, uh, I'm a Marvel comic book reader, so I'm, I'm I lean Marvel. Mm. But DC's fun. I I enjoy it. What did it's, you think uh, of Superman versus Batman? fucking filler but All right. uh <laughs> you know it's it's uh going to a movie for me is just for the experience i don't care what i'm watching really uh unless it's something that i honestly do not want to see um but you know nowadays you can see everything on your television you know one way or another uh, but I don't, so I don't i go to the theater for the, the theater experience, experience. Mm-hmm. i don't you know most most things that come out at the theater are are bullshit well
3: see i i was i'm not anti star wars i was more star wars inundated could give a fuck kind of i guess and i took karen to see um rogue one Mm -hmm. in the theater and i can tell you right now hands down like i'm like revamped and ready for star wars ish things but if i had seen that at home i'd have been like "Ah, okay but seeing that in the theater i was like holy shit that was amazing not in 3d but just seeing it i was like it was the experience kind of like I hadn't gotten that amped about a movie since, like, the Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. <laughs> wow. You know, it'd oh, been oh, a the minute. Midnight Show. Yeah, all of, of that stuff, yeah. you know, because fuck the prequels, but, you know, uh, for Star Wars. But I was just really Star wars out, and he's like, Daddy, I want to see it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And it blew my fucking mind. I was like, I'm, wow. But, see- the, you know, because I grew up in a household where it was like yeah. certain movies you go see in a theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the original Michael Keaton Batman, theater. Theater, yeah. yeah you know stuff like that but you know rom-coms fuck it watch that on the couch yeah. you know but these this inundation of marvel and now dc jumping in and then fucking deadpool 2 and i'm okay they're everywhere
1: rogue one for me is what oversaturated star wars for me mm. uh what was the the other Star Wars that came The out? one that was
3: before that? The Force yeah. Awakens? The Force the Awakens. Force Awakens.
1: I, didn't like, I, I didn't like that one. I liked it more than mm. than Rogue One. Did you
3: see but. that Disney is rearing and ready to go and has Star Wars movies queued yeah. until 2030? Yeah, yeah they're
1: going to burn That's going to fucking be Real. obnoxious, though. I, I hate to see that, but it, it makes sense. Mm. Uh, they he's
3: they paid gonna be, a lot of money for that gonna property. He's going to be dead and spinning in his grave well, before.
1: The next
2: one after Episode 8 is the Han Solo movie, which I think they're already shooting. I'm um, I'm curious about that
1: one. Mm. Uh, I'm still I Think Rogue 1 it's kind of pointless to make that one. Did you
3: see the, did you see the internet lost their shit where they fused the end of Rogue one to the beginning of the original and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's awesome. Oh oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, yeah. until the wait, wait, seven minutes and Darth Vader's approaching her like nothing just fucking happened. And it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's so pissed.
2: mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like, bitch, I saw you going (laughs) to hyper. (laughs) Yeah. I, you just left.
1: You just left. We got another movie question. Uh, Stephen King's It trailer hits tomorrow. Any thoughts?
2: Um, I thought it already did. My only thoughts yeah. is uh, <laughs> I want to see where direction this movie's going. It was originally supposed to be helmed by uh, his name's not Fukushima. That's the name of the power plant. <laughs> uh, Fukuyama. Jesus, what's this? I forgot what his name is. Daiichi. the The director, the director of every episode of the first season of True Detective. Oh yeah, was originally supposed to helm and and directless thing but they had a falling out now he's doing and it. he said fuck it and he did the beast of no nation instead uh so i would have been more psyched if he was still on board um i don't know i'll, I'll have to wait until uh i see a trailer but i'm not too enthused at the moment maybe the trailer will sway me
3: i saw some stills this morning just scrolling yeah. through social media um that's that dude that was in true blood and also was like tarzan my wife is fucking <laughs> gaga over that's that who? guy but he's not it. He's Who's not, he playing? He's not Pennywise. Oh. Who is he?
2: Pennywise is the other Skarsgard, isn't That's he? That's what I meant. Yeah. That, he's that the dude. younger. Yeah. He's, he's the, the,
3: the little brother. He's Pennywise. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's the actually, he looks creepy as I didn't the know, clown. I didn't he,
1: know Skarsgard had a brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well they Maybe have a they'll father. play off that in the in the movie somehow <laughs> isn't his
2: father the one that was in jarhead mm-hmm.
1: and hell his son might have been in
2: jarhead too i can't remember
3: but the stills actually look pretty creepy and from what i hear like stephen king's giving it his blessing he's like <laughs> what well, it's know. a
2: mi- well he, sure he's getting paid for it yeah. and his stories coming live it's a really really mixed bag uh i've read a ton of stephen king stuff uh, mostly when i was younger and it seems like people adapting that shit it's really really hit or miss
3: Yeah, but people—they're holding like the—the people forget that the original wasn't even like a theatrical release. It was a major TV TV. movie, and I saw it like three months ago. That shit does not stand up at all whatsoever. I was like, it's like Jaws bad. It's like, wow, whoa, 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 what? but it's jaws like jaws bad. yeah Come as in on. like hey look at that big gigantic animatronic shark oh, i was like this isn't oh. this isn't even like jump scare scary you're, you're killing but me. it's like for me. every
2: stand by me there is a cell i've only seen the trailer and i was like oh god this looks terrible <laughs> uh i don't know if you heard of that story it's the one where cell phones make people turn them into zombies basically uh, seriously yeah it's yeah called, it's a stephen king novel it's called life yeah. It's basically they they hear a signal through the phone and then. They has go. that been
3: within like the past like ten years? Yeah. Oh shit. And okay. it, the
2: movie just came out like two years ago or less. Damn. And it has John Cusack, which I don't know what the fuck's happening with his <gasps> career right now, and Samuel L. Jackson.
3: Well, he's too busy being a tinfoil tirade nut job on Twitter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need to get him. Speaking arm.
1: of, uh, well, we got one more. Uh, Robert Mullins asks, "Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight?" You never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> you don't get the reference. You just, I'm sorry, i just a... talked Michael Keaton's Batman. I'm a I'm a
2: millennial. I don't know <laughs> oh, about whatever. What you are? Oh shit! Okay. I'm on the I'm on the you're uh, on the cusp, cusp. world. Oh, um, I have two questions. All right, go for it. One's kind of a <laughs> Trey Hyatt asked. So if the shit hits the fan, who's supposed to fix it?
1: You are. <laughs> I'm supposed to. You're uh, supposed yeah. to fix it yourself. The person. Nobody's gonna fix it. The for person
2: you. who gets paid the most is supposed to fix it is the one that needs to fix it. <laughs> you Oh no no I don't <laughs> think he's talking about this. In I was like I don't If 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 our
1: equipment rolls over, I guess that's uh Oh I eat. thought I thought he meant in socially general. like if the uh, if the bombs drop,
3: oh no! I think no. even if the podcast goes to shit, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's talking about in general. If, when the shit.
1: Po- if the podcast goes to shit, it's my fault and my responsibility. That's the
3: way I took it was because yeah. yeah. we we came in hot last go. Yeah, I was here the entire yeah. time. It was all like we like bah, 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 bah,
1: I take oh I take responsibility because nobody's firing me.
2: Yeah, long time friend of the show, Lori Rodriguez, my C- sweetheart
1: star. of the show, my Lori C- Rodriguez. My C-
2: store. She asked, uh, "For y'all movie guys, we have a lot of movie related questions this week. Can you put your phone on the
1: table? Good, it I looks kinda... like you you have all this typed out on your. I'm looking at my, dog. my penis. <laughs>
3: yeah, another
1: dick I don't, well, question. I don't
2: want it to start uh, doing oh, some weird shit. Uh, train spotting, snatch, or two smoking barrels?
3: It's snatch. Two, two smoking barrels. Ooh. Um,
2: Man, Snatch got that flair though. Yeah. It has
1: it's got that Wango Tango. Uh,
2: while I can't appreciate Two Smoking Barrels as his first feature, um Snatch just he added some visual stuff and some hot beats that like you can tell he was getting better at that
3: time. Snatch was his uh pulp fiction. Yeah. Two Two Smoking Barrels was his Reservoir Dogs. What is
1: yeah. what is his uh Jackie Brown? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's his Django Unchained? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. What is his, uh, oh, Jesus. What's the, Kill Bill? the British detective, uh, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Sherlock yeah, is. Yeah, Sherlock what? Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made that movie. Yeah, he did? did? Yeah, the first one. <clears throat> if you were to compare it to a tank,
3: the second movie. one. That's Dude. his, that's, his, yeah, I guess that's as mainstream as he got.
2: I really like rock and you roll, fucks. and and I'm 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 sad that he <laughs> killed. Is there a problem gonna, with the we're, dude having we're saying, success?
1: We're saying which one of his movies is, is his Tarantino's what? Okay, so, H- so his his Sherlocks is Tar-
2: Tarantino's what? So sh- I don't think that that's even th- the same kind of level. It's his. Uh, What's that really shitty uh, Tarantino? <laughs> that would
3: be. That would be. I would say it would
1: be Jackie Brown then.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, you get out of here, Jackie Brown. I Brown's enjoy great. Jackie Brown. Mm.
1: Um, you don't got the soul. De- it's all what it is, is it? Death. Death proof.
3: Oh, that. Yeah, but well, he shared that with Rodriguez though. That wasn't yeah. all on him. Yeah, uh, but
1: Rodriguez did uh, Planet Terror, right? There were three. I thought
3: he he Tarantino did one, Rodriguez did one, and then they code on the third. There was no third. There's no third. thought there were three little. It, was, it, was, two, it was two. It was two with some shit with some fake trailers that. in the middle. Oh, it's possible. Which is re- great. I saw that in theaters. I was really high when I went to see that. Saw it possible. in
2: theaters. People like didn't do their homework. They were leaving in droves when the first. Oh yeah, ended. no shit. Yeah, I, I remember like, that. I was like, y'all, y'all dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, wait, something's still going. Hold they started, on,
1: man. They started getting back to the, the credits. credits. Uh, they didn't even wait for those trailers.
2: No. And those trailers amazing. were
3: long, too. It's not Because like the, the
2: ending long. credits for each movie were, weren't too bad. I think they shortened they them. They zipped them through real fast. And then at the end, they showed a long one. Mm-hmm. But through the short ones, yeah, they were like, oh, fuck me, the movie's over. I'm like, noobs. I, I was going to call them
1: noobs. You got another one? Uh, I do not. Did you see? Eric Eddie asks, Soundwave, no. best Decepticon or best Decepticon? Oh, I don't even. <sighs> um, uh, Eric... His, my his questions are very I secular it. uh, and i have no idea they're trans transcentric <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute triggered uh best
3: I, let's I'd just say
2: that that's my uh, answer up until five years ago i thought the line was robots in the sky i was like oh wow <laughs> robots Look in up. the sky that's
0: okay
1: Man. let's do some tinfoil target. <laughs>
0: It's it's tenfold
1: tenfold uh, tenfold tirades brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, LoneStarButtons.com will make your custom pin-on button design a reality. Um, you can reach. Lone Star Buttons at by email info@lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner Adam Stimpy Jones at 281-798-1996. We're also brought to you by Jessica Martinez, agent of insurance. Dun, 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 dun. Uh if you need some insurance and we all do uh Give her a call at 713-298-1985. She can quote you for auto, home, renters, or life insurance. Let her save you some money for fuck's sake. I got this one right. Oh, uh, I sure hope so. David Ike. Do you know who David Ike is? I do not. I don't
2: have a background on He this is time.
1: the father of the reptilian rulers conspiracy. Hmm. Uh do you know who the reptilians are? Alex Jones talks so, about them every Supposedly they uh they share inter- bunk space with the flat earthers. Interdimensional uh shapeshifters that are actually that are, ruling our planet. That are in control of the planet. Yes. Um he's saying that the moon is artificial. Let me let me give you an excerpt of his theory. Uh <laughs> there's an energy force called chi which flows through the body's meridian network. Chi's sort of like the Star Wars force, where our life energy flows throughout our body and links our body to the environmental surroundings all around us. It enters our body through acupuncture points and flows through our tissues, and illness occurs when these acupuncture points become blocked up or any part of the energy path, for that matter. This chi energy is believed to be a form of photon energy. Oh, photon crap. energy <laughs> is released by atomic processes. There we go. And we observe this phenomenon as light. Whether or not chi is in fact photon energy or not is beyond me. But Ike asserts that in his book... Uh, that being said, if we take our body's life energy to be photon energy, then we could say that there might be a relation between photon energy emitted by the sun and what we experience in bodily form. Uh, that has nothing to do Where with... Where the fuck? He didn't even mention the moon. That has nothing to do with the moon being <laughs> artificial, but you do get a sense of how batshit crazy David yes. Icke is. Oh. Uh, it's weird fine in that article because david ike has been laying low on his reptilian stuff lately and he's concentrating more on uh, earthly uh conspiracy theories but uh i don't know this is fucking batshit crazy (laughs) he said that the speed of light
2: is not actually the speed of light it is what is throttled by the reptilians using (laughs) the moon how high yeah. is this dude? So, somehow, uh, I guess
1: it's if you get be extremely wasted, Jesus. if you get outside of the moon's, <laughs> he forest, might be on meth. Might, yeah, he might be. I a, don't think. I don't path. think, <laughs> <dude. No. laughs> These that, might be
2: meth. Genes. And it, it's also, uh, pr- like he he thinks that man did not come from Earth. Yes, and that we are in a simulation of sorts. That when we die, we don't actually we go back to where we came from. It's an extremely.
1: <sighs> Uh, complex, <laughs> <laughs> Yes yeah, System. It's a complex matrix of moon. But uh. but he says we were brought here, right? Yes. And put on Earth. Yes. And which kind of ties in <clears> last. That was why I was about to say. That sounds of, like the same uh, person from last week. Our, our body clocks being way off. Twenty five hours. Maybe they're. Anyway, each other. what a fucking. You moon. know when
2: I was about to read it and I saw the moon
1: isn't what you think it was.
2: I actually thought it was legit shit. You know how they were talking about how this one. Uh, astrologer wanted to add 200 and something planets to our solar system by giving planets a different definition of what it means. I was like, I was like okay, maybe they're talking about that. Maybe it's, don't it's, it's orbit No, I was like,
1: oh no, this guy's loony. Yeah, he's, he's one of the most out. Well, back in the day when he was at his peak of batshit crazy, he was one of the most batshit crazy. And out how of long ago was the- that? Five years. Oh, okay. Like I thought so. you were going to be so like 87. Uh, I'm like, hmm, no, 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 no. no. Dude. He makes his money uh, selling books to uh, yeah. shut ins. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. You oh, no. can learn about all this and more at your local conspiracy bookshop. Um, guys, appreciate you. You got anything going on that you want to talk about before we head out? Me oh,
2: we want, if we're talking about plugs here, is it plugs? Plug, plug? it, plug away, plug it. sir. Uh, friend of the show, friend in real life, uh, worker uh Trey. Uh, he owns a crawfish place over in Alvin. They're having their grand opening on Saturday.
1: What's the name of the place? Uh, the place. Is hey called, man, you plugged him once already. I want to plug him again. This is a fucking sponsorship, <laughs> man. I want some free fucking crawfish. crawfish.
2: Well, come out with me one time. We'll we'll
1: do a live podcast. There you go. Crawfish. So he's
2: off of Highway 6 and Alvin. It's called the Crawfish Junkie. Uh, Highway 6, uh, between 288 and 517. Um, Google it. Google it. Uh, they're like gonna they. have they're gonna have a Zydeco band. They're gonna have some raffling going on. Uh, he's a good dude. I've been there several times. They have great food. Took the girl out there last week. She had a great time. They have the biggest crawfish I've ever seen in my life. Uh, people try to denounce it's a that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Pretty much, I was like, Oh my god, these things are huge. And they're like, No, everybody says that. That's bullshit. Everybody has big crawfish. Well, I went to a crawfish place yesterday near, in Texas City, and they were like this. They were the smallest fucking crawfish I've seen in my life. They're like, no, sir. So uh, if you enjoy that kind of stuff and you're in the area, check it out. Um, That's all I have.
3: Okay, Chris, you got anything? Uh, yeah, the young lady I was talking about earlier in the podcast, Christy Loy, oh, she yeah. is a, a writer for the Houston Press. Uh, she's also a, a great public educator, and uh, she's a poet, and she's also a co-host of a podcast that's called Kill Rock Radio that's hosted by her and uh, Ricky, I'm sorry, Rocky Alvarado. Ricky Rackman? Yeah, Ricky. Hey, guys. <laughs> no, fuck that guy. No, <laughs> That's someone they would probably make fun of on their podcast. No, but uh, uh, Rocky Alvarado and her uh, have a podcast and it's called Kill Rock Radio. Um, it's real good. Talks about like, you know, all things music in the city of Houston and... Uh, like, the last, uh, the last episode that they did where she premiered, they actually had a very good part because she wrote an article in the press about uh, how fickle the—because, you know, the thing is, is, like, everybody's like, you know, oh, hey, Austin is the live music capital of the world, and Houston ain't got shit on Austin, and— she actually talked about how major label acts are coming through the mm-hmm. state of Texas and they're bypassing Houston. Yep,
1: they've done that forever.
3: Yeah, but they went into why because uh-huh. they've, you know, they've they've been in the scene for quite some time. And like she she went to the candle Decapitation show. I was going to go to, and it was at the House of Blues, and there was next to nobody there. And uh, I forget which band it was, uh, but one of the bands actually called out the crowd. And was like, man, y'all all look like y'all are on Ambien, man. Are y'all okay? And, 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 And as someone who goes to, well, not as many shows as I used to, but as someone who used to go to shows, people in Houston, when they go to shows, they don't shut the fuck up. They talk over the music. It's like they go there to be seen. They don't go to the show to enjoy the show. Mm. and the diy aspects of the metal scene punk rock shoegaze all that stuff you can go to like satellite you can go to Rudyard's and stuff and see great quality mm-hmm. shows and that's where the more engaged uh, more into it crowds are going to be because if right. you get your ass to cynthia mitchell or you get your ass to the toyota center you got to worry about all the teeny boppers and sadly mm-hmm. even people are fucking age hey can you take a picture of me and fucking doing selfies and shit the whole concert you know and they just rail on houston as a whole as in you want to get better people here you want you know big bands to come through houston and come here then be a better crowd mm-hmm. get over yourself be more humble you know other than beyonce it doesn't seem like anyone gives a fuck about the city as far as like coming here and they had a really good you know back and forth about that but uh, it's a really good quality show it's called kill rock radio check it out
1: that reminds me of uh when i was contemplating my 40th birthday and what if if i wanted to do something and i was like man i wonder if uh if there's a show on my birthday if i'll do one circle in the pit And then I thought to myself, man, I can barely listen to that shit without having a heart attack. I'm never going to be able to fucking slam. Well, I've been... been Never slam dance. Yeah,
3: I've been relegated to the back wall for a while, but I mean... It's still enjoyable to go and experience and see. And another thing they said, too, buy the motherfuckers' shirts, man. It's a $20 shirt. Don't bitch about their merch. Those sons of bitches have to eat. They're going to be in Austin tomorrow. They need to make sure they get there. You know, people assume a lot. You know, it's like...
1: They're probably making those shirts in the back of the fucking Exactly.
3: You know, support the scene and the scene will, Mm -hmm. you know, pay you back. Got to
1: water them flowers. Reminds me of all the
2: bands that, like, I would like to see... Mm-hmm. that barely ever come to houston barely uh like i can't remember when i got into neurosis it was sometime in the early 2000s they did not come to houston until like two years ago mm-hmm. i think And it was an awesome show but it's like they'll go to austin 10 times before they go to houston
3: because the accessibility yep. and and the fact that you and know- they
2: were relegated to the warehouse live the side room Mm. Some a band that's been together for like thirty fucking years. They're in that little tiny ass room.
3: But then White Oak Music Hall yeah. will go and bring in Corey. Which one's not dead? The nah, one Hain. he's the, the Corey. Co- yeah, yeah, Corey Feldman oh, is God. playing. Jesus Corey Christ. Feldman is playing White Oak Music Hall. That shit Oak is musical. a black
1: eye to fucking Houston. I I I hope that show is dead. Kiefer Sutherland played Fitzgerald's.
3: Hmm. That's the kind of stuff that's coming through. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, let's, end,
1: let's end uh, on a down note. Uh, that, was, that wasn't? Check out of the world. <laughs> com to uh, hook up with our social media. And uh, we've been doing really well on Instagram. Uh, join the ride. Jump on. Get in on the ground floor. It's a small bandwagon, but it's comfy. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with it. Uh, <laughs> check out mockingbirdnetwork.com. Also, uh, it's our affiliated... Uh, network podcast, podcast network that we're on and uh there's a lot of great stuff on there so check it out.
2: I, I wanted to mention our weird case of serendipity. Uh he wore a sleep shirt. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wore a team sleep shirt. Yes. And you wore a he's I, about to go to sleep. I'm shirt. in a sleeping <laughs> town
1: <laughs> I'm ready for bed. Uh, and <laughs> my bed. I need my long uh sleeping cat. <laughs> um thanks. Uh thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching, Lee. Go fuck someone. Or whatever you want. With consent. (laughs) Do something with your life. You're gonna have to stop that camera there. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. If Cebu play (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh. Oh. Hey everybody, we're recording we're recording live at uh Houston Latino Film Festival. I am sitting here with director, writer, and act lead actor.
5: Put myself come away. on let's like let's put of, in that extra i guess i guess we were all these, yeah we'll
1: call her the lead actress <laughs> of alma uh alicia magana mm-hmm. did i say that right
5: yeah you did awesome. got it nice <laughs>
1: hey i'm i'm semi-pro <laughs> uh, uh i'm here with cara the beacon birch hello i give everybody nicknames that uh what's my
5: nickname i don't is? know give me a nickname.
1: we barely talked True. true yeah
5: that's your homework
1: so alma was awesome thank you, I, I've, I watched that. it twice and it got better than the Great. first time i saw it awesome which is crazy because i thoroughly enjoyed it the first time <laughs> thank you uh What is the creative process? Because you, this is your baby. I mean, you, you wrote, directed, and starred. Yeah, and
5: it's um, it's my first short. Um, I've I've mainly done acting. I studied acting, but not filmmaking. But it was one of those where, um, as an actor, you always have to wait for roles to be given to you. Right. And I had some stories that I wanted to tell, so I was, you know, what I'm I'm gonna start doing this. So
1: doing this shit myself. Yeah, I'm just
5: gonna do it. And so I just like one of the stories that I had for my, I already had it written down. I just started um basically going deeper into the story wrote kind of like a guide and from there i started telling some friends about it It was just kind of like a conversation and they're like hey i'll help you and hey i know someone who can help you and so then just got all these people to start helping so it was great for, for a first-time awesome. project it was great to have so many people wanting to. Help. what
1: did you learn
5: oh a lot it was definitely since i threw myself in there i learned um definitely pre-production it needs to be complete i mean you can never be prepared enough right. but i definitely felt that i was like oh yeah i got it and then when you get there all hell breaks loose and you <laughs> and everything you planned doesn't matter you know so it's one of those where you i really needed to have like um a checklist of stuff you know make sure everything was really set because we did end up losing our location the first location we had oh wow yeah and um it actually happened to my second short film as well which uh oh, airbnb bummer. not a, you know you really it's it's a gamble with airbnb <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's most of the time yeah, both of these people were like hey you know what we're gonna have to cancel on you and i'm like what and for alma we really really had sat down there block you know everything and uh yeah we lost it so we had to shoot at a friend's and it was it was a one in a day one and a half day shoot that we had to do everything in
1: so you concentrated on pre-production for mm-hmm. the second one mm-hmm. but did that carry over to the new location
5: for you're talking for the second
1: because it obviously wasn't for the same day like you didn't, no, you didn't.
5: Right. No, the, we, they, they canceled the week before. Okay. And so it was one of those, oh, you oh, had a okay.
1: whole week to yeah. rearrange everything. Right.
5: Oh, right. Yeah. No, it wasn't perfect. like a day. No, if time. it would have been a day before, it would have been like, it's not going to happen. We're going to have to move this shoot over. But no, we had a week, which I okay. still could have moved it. But, um, but the person we were shooting, the house that we were shooting in, he needed us to shoot that weekend and since we were working with a lot of actors again for the first short film a lot of my friends were like you shouldn't have used that many actors you know because it's just <laughs> so many schedules conflicting right so it was that that we really needed to get it done that weekend that we had set
1: so i'm not really familiar with after the festival mm-hmm. season for 2016 is over mm-hmm. where do these shorts go
5: um well ours, are they
1: available like not mine's later? not
5: yet but yes like like if you're not said i i think can actually if i'm not mistaken distribute some of these short films i think like actually make money off of them but for me um i didn't plan to it was just you know kind of like training for me to hopefully do a feature um, right. in the future so usually by the time it's done with the festival circuit i just put i'll put it up it's on vimeo um is the one that i use so i'll sure. probably post it up on vimeo
1: cool um hopefully i'll see that <laughs> yeah
5: because yeah, i want I to
1: share it with Thanks, with yeah. my audience because awesome. yeah, yeah, that'd be great it helps t- if somebody listening to this bonus episode uh <laughs> that they know what we're talking about right e- eventually link it. Even, yeah no even yeah i'll definitely i'll now.
5: send you the link and everything once cool. it's, it's set publicly
1: um i'm just i'm just so curious like don't worry i'm cutting out the silence <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's there's so much under the many hats that you have to wear doing even the short i've, I've had a, some small experience making uh, short student films, mm-hmm. you know? And back then, I mean, God, you were using, like, a camcorder and a VCR right. to cut it up uh, just because it was DIY. But, like, we filmed for, like, uh, must be, like, four days, and we got maybe 30 seconds out of it. Really?
4: <laughs> like, wow.
1: Very inefficient for a, <laughs> a student film. But <clears throat> having to – when you were writing – the short Mm -hmm. did you write it with directing and consideration
5: like the what idea i had of of like the characters and where i wanted yes um when i wrote it i pictured it in my head it never comes out how you picture it but the characters i did have a feeling of who i wanted them to be and the, the great part was that the actors that i cast i didn't direct really like they, oh, really? they embodied exactly what I, like i just told them this is the criteria of what i'm looking for and mm-hmm. this is the kind of person okay. and they automatically took it so it, it was Perfect. a load off my shoulders <laughs> yeah. you know because i was doing it a whole bunch of other stuff so for me i didn't have to really sit and work with them on the scenes we didn't even have rehearsal really like we i think i met up with them once um to do a quick read through but that was it they all had it so it was that that was a good thing about it but from there um Mainly the producing, jumping back and forth, trying to make sure everything is set. Because of this new location, we're like, all right, how can we shoot it? Because we didn't block where we were actually going to shoot and everything. So that was what took us a lot. The setups for the camera, everything that we had to rearrange, that's what took a long long time.
1: Mm -hmm. So you didn't have a cinematographer?
5: No, I didn't. (laughs) didn't. That's one of the things I learned, you know, (laughs) find people you can trust. (laughs) Um, I was
6: particularly in love with the sister character. And I, what was her name? Jessica. Jessica. Mm -hmm. Yes. So do you have a sister? Is there a seed for that? I have an older sister. Mm -hmm.
5: Yes. And and yeah, that those, I feel like even with like, your cousins. I I have cousins that you're just really close when you're younger. You're mm-hmm. so close and then it gets to like a young, like a adolescent age when you're teens that if they're popular and you're not and mm-hmm. that's what I'm I had cousins that were like super pretty, super popular and mm-hmm. I wasn't. So you kinda of start not becoming the same. And then right. maybe when you're older that doesn't matter anymore and then you become close exactly. again. But in this circumstance, you know, they never get to experience that mm-hmm. again. But they're coming yes. back together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So
6: they're kind of stuck in that
5: Lim- yeah, like a type mm-hmm. of limbo. Mm-hmm yeah very cool thank you very cool thank
1: you uh, how do i okay how do i frame this uh without spoiling it's so hard spoiler alert i know
5: it was whenever people are like describe the short i'm like okay at a certain it, point i can describe it and then i'm like just it's watch a, it <laughs> it's about relationships exactly. <laughs> like every other story <laughs> you exactly see. family relationships and I, that's the long line
1: i asked uh pedro the uh one of the directors of this film fest was the uncle flying the family plane
5: (laughs) (laughs) he could be i mean he's you're talking about the the drunk uncle right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. he and it's funny because a lot of these characters are influenced by family members i know and he's definitely yeah he has an uncle that i have so
1: oh okay Uh,
5: he would definitely be that person i i cringed at that, I mean, how specific can I
6: get? But whenever he's like, Oh, right, <laughs> you remind me of an ex I used to have, and I was like, Ah, Dude, yeah. Oh, it was so effective. It was there. And, and I, have, I
5: have an uncle like that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the exact same one, that the way he talks to you, and you're just like, Oh right. man, uh, time's <laughs> over, man. Time out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go. go, I need to go Gotta get go. some more uh, potato yeah, salad cleanser. Man. <laughs> uh,
1: the grandmother rubbed me the wrong way because my my personal grandmother Mm. was completely different than that but the uh was that based in reality
5: no i honest my my grandmother i she passed away when i was pretty young so i never got to meet her but i do know um like friends and stuff when I would go visit them, their grandmother was very, like, like very traditional. And I uh-huh. know still in Mexico, there's a the very traditional grandmother that just, besides being in everyone in the family's business, she's trying to control what mm-hmm. everyone's doing, you know, yeah. and has a say in what everyone is doing. And so, yeah, that was mainly the, the inspiration that I had, kind of like a general.
1: Yeah, I like general. it. It's very relatable. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Anything you want to plug while you're in here?
5: Um, Your next film you just wrapped on. Yes. um, I just did a a film called Sombras, which is shadows in English. And um, that one is uh, basically a story about um, a young woman whose mother abandoned her when she was younger. Oh, wow. And so now she's like in her 20s but she hasn't been able to really move on from this experience so she's been in a state of limbo mm-hmm. and um that's really affected her well, that's life a theme with yes yeah, i'm finding that too yeah, when I'm running, I'm like this is connect everything is connected right. and so um she hasn't been able to move on and the circumstance arises that starts kind of taking her back to what really happened and it's kind of one of those things where some things are better just left alone Mm -hmm. you know and you just kind of have to find a way to move on without ever having that closure because sometimes closure is not a good thing and so that's that's the next story that i'm on and and shadow sombras is kind of like um yeah what this girl is carrying
6: so what are you what are you going to do to push that film out
5: um uh, well we we just finished um production we just we still have to do um really the the post and um everything else but what we were hoping to do is is start entering it into festivals as well um and just having people watch it and then from there um see what happens but not so much again um just for me distribution um i didn't i haven't really thought of that i haven't made such a like my ideas are not as commercial i guess Mm -hmm. as as other things that i see right and so hopefully the next one um i'm hoping to actually bring in like a co-writer and stuff and actually kind of branch Flesh out. it out man. yeah mm-hmm.
1: did you act in this one
5: i did i have a very small one though oh, okay. it's it's um the the main actor um she's actually from mexico marta claudia moreno and um this other uh actress um really good younger actress venezuelan actress oriana lama so they're the main the main so you do an M, Knight,
1: M. Night Shyamalan, Alfred Hitchcock thing.
5: Oh, kind of. I <laughs> wish. I wish. I love M. Night Shyamalan. So <laughs> maybe he's kind of sub- subconsciously in my work. I don't know. <laughs> but.
1: Exciting. I can't wait to see it. Thank um, you. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Thank you for awesome. coming in.
5: No, thank you so much for having me.
1: Hello again. Uh, right here with me in the room is... I don't have your name written down <laughs> in Luciano. Front of me. Lu-
5: Luciano, Rec. Luciano.
6: Luciano Rec.
1: Rec. Okay. The coolest <laughs> name
6: on the circuit. I know. How
1: did I forget that? <laughs> that uh, I've
6: heard so far.
1: And you were the writer or producer? No, I'm the
7: executive producer.
1: There we go. Uh, of Salt, a yeah. very twisted uh, I loved it. Brazilian mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> uh, that block of films belongs in a twilight zone marathon to me but salt oh i'm sorry you're in the next block of films. let's just cut that out uh (laughs) yeah salt definitely belongs in the twilight zone genre because it takes you in a direction you think it's going then it takes you in another direction but it's all in your head like you, you think it's going one way and it doesn't mm. or it does maybe but only a little bit <laughs> and then wham, takes you the other way but it's amazing tell i mean without spoilers because people mm-hmm. can't see it yet it's still in the in the uh festival process yeah uh tell tell the audience uh what was your role in the movie
7: well um i supported the fact that my business partner, he's the director of the film. And okay. He wanted to make a movie um, with uh, with the same atmosphere of uh, our actually current movie that we're in production. It's a thriller, oh, okay. but it's a feature film. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we were in last year, we were waiting until things happening for the film, for the feature. Uh, we wanted to exercise this uh, genre in right. terms of uh, having uh, a powerful story. Uh, something that we could um, relate to. And my my business partner, Diego, he's the director. He has a really dark side. So he, when he, he ran into this story, he found, found in love with that. And uh, actually, this was a play. That we found really? on the internet, oh, wow. uh, yeah. And uh, when he saw that, he, he knew it could be a film. Uh, the play, of course, didn't have the same. Um, it wasn't a thriller. Uh, it gave it, uh, gave it away right in the beginning. What is what it was all about, mm-hmm. um, and then. Since he wanted to make a thriller, it was a, a, a really a choice to make it, uh, to, to adjust, to adapt this story to the film. And then, uh, so I think it worked out, I, I guess, in other festivals that we had the chance, the opportunity to go, uh, people were uh, very surprised about the ending. So I think uh, that's why You did why a good uh, job it's... concealing that. yes. That's, yeah, it's horrible that I can't talk too much about the I film. I know, yet. that's
6: what's so um it it It's, it's not frustrating my throat, but like, I really I want, just want to say you it.
1: really want to share this piece of gold with <laughs> the the whole uh public. Yeah. And uh right now I it's mean not say
6: just I mean just watch it. <laughs> whenever you get the opportunity to see it, you should definitely take How long is it? Like 12 minutes? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And it's gold.
1: Seems like 12. <laughs> It's, it's so uh, well-paced.
7: Um, it was shot in Brazil? It was shot in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. Um, I'm going to tell a few things that I think I can share. Oh, perfect. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um,
6: it's hard to talk about something without talking about it.
7: Yeah. yeah. Well, the synopsis, the film, is that two guys... Uh, met in, in the internet, in a website mm-hmm. where people share a different and exquisite uh, fantasy. Yes. Um, and they decided to meet in person. And it's all about the, 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 day, the night that they meet. What mm-hmm. happens in that night. So it uh, has a little bit of a gay background. Um, it's like, a, how can I say? It's underneath of that. Uh, makes you believe that this is what is going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's something else. That we're going to find out during the during the movie.
6: That is a great synopsis. Yeah,
7: it's, it it's is. based on a true story. A true. Yes, events. that's uh, also what I
6: find so actually, fascinating.
7: It was inspired actually. Of course the day uh we don't know exactly what happened that day. Uh but uh we kind of created on on this situation and uh, actually the author that is a is a woman um she created this this situation and what would happen what what actually uh motivated them to do that and so sort of thing. Mm-hmm. so it was i think it was a good a good uh can i say um actually this this movie is about the two stories actually something uh there are a lot of movies related to that uh, that actually uh i'm sorry about that um, no, no, it's fine Actually, other movies were made uh, about that story already. Oh, really? So I, I cannot say, of course, the names of the movies, but it's not really uh, original because since it happened in Germany, uh, of course, other other filmmakers did did a, did a movie about that mm-hmm. as well, but with another uh, perspective. They didn't approach it like we did. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah,
1: that's it's an original approach.
6: For I think sure. I think the part. To me, that I found so intriguing is the regardless of how they met, why they met or what they're doing, is this the intimacy that develops between the two of them. And even though it may not be of a sexual nature, it's still this very intense, intimate relationship it's, that they develop very quickly.
1: It's yeah. so intimate that I, I wouldn't call it unsexual, you know?
6: Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh,
1: There was definitely a sexual aspect to it. Yes,
6: there were definitely sexual undertones. But there's
1: there's people that don't have sex to have a sexual life. Yeah. Or experience. And the actors
6: did such a phenomenal job. Yeah. Can you
1: tell us anything about them?
7: Sure. I took Guilherme that plays Marcio. Uh, he co-produced the film with us oh, wow. okay yeah because he wanted to make a movie and uh, we were talking about that and then it actually it was made totally independent uh, we funded the film uh, we wanted to do it right away and make it short make it a um, Small in, in terms of production, so that's why we get we shoot in a single location, uh, one day shooting, uh, a long day actually. And, yeah. um, but it was like, uh, very fun to do it. So, in, despite the fact that it's a little bit dark, uh, the process was very interesting. And, um, when the, when uh, Guilherme knew about this story, he, he he didn't know which which uh part he wanted to do it mm. because uh, he was thinking which which part would be more interesting for me as, a, as an actor and of course would fit mm-hmm. his role his uh, physique etc. Uh, since it's based on a, it's inspired in a story, story we should relate to that somehow. So um, he actually made the test for the, both of parts and uh, then they decided to, to give him Marcio's part and uh, and the other one uh, actually we, we were fond of him he made a lot of movies in Brazil Oh, you'll see it and I uh, we invited him, actually, to do it, and he accepted it and it was really fun. Actually, he's going to participate in our next movie, the feature film. Oh, cool. So, I think it was uh, amazing to have them, because they're really talented actors. You know, so. Cool. What
6: is the name of your next feature?
7: It's called The David's Secret,
6: David's. in English. Oh, okay.
7: Uh, we're not exactly know if that would be the movie, the, the, the name of the movie. working title. Yeah, it's a working title, uh, and it's about a serial killer.
6: Nice. So,
1: Another that's dark one. I
6: awesome. <laughs> like
1: it. Yeah. I like it. Are you? You're producing this one. I'm producing. Yes. Okay, cool. So
7: we are shooting in July, actually. So okay. it's really near. We're in pre-production now and uh, making all the the casting, the production design.
6: So are you involved in all of that as the producer?
7: Producer, yeah. And uh, this project we have been working uh, in this feature film like the past three, four years, and it was uh, an idea that Diego had, uh, like when he was 18. So it was oh. a long ride until he definitely write it down because it was all in his head, and uh, he just shared this this uh, this film with me, and I thought it was amazing. And when a trip that he came in the United to United States with a with a, other producers uh, from Brazil, they have a like uh, no get to getting to know the the industry here, and. Uh, he shared this with another producer that was amazed about the story and uh, join us in this in this journey to to raise the money and to get the distributor. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we have the whole package all set, just to, to shoot and uh, make it happen.
1: So is this going to be in theaters and not in festivals?
7: Definitely, we're going to pursue festivals. First, And after that, of course, we're going to, to be in theater in Brazil. In Brazil. Hopefully, okay. in the, depending on the way the movie goes in the festivals, we are going, uh, of course, to want them uh, the, the film to be in other places, be mm-hmm. screened in other places as well.
1: Well, congratulations on Salt. Uh, I think it's great. and. Hopefully uh, you have continued success with uh Thank the, you next, very much. the next films. Appreciate it. Um do you wanna say anything before we cut this off? Uh is there yes. any social media or website?
7: Yes, we are on Facebook. Um, actually it's in Portuguese. It's a curta sal uh, curta is short, sal is the name of the movie. Um mm-hmm. In the actually, all the news or the festivals they're in—it's in there. It's unfortunate that we cannot share everything that we want. Uh, we're gonna decide when to, you know, release actually something about that.
1: When it releases, I'll 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 share yeah, we'll it with the audience. Yeah, oh, definitely. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the five people that. It's <laughs> a few enjoy more than five it. at this point. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just a few. Okay. Well, thank you for coming in. We uh, appreciate you being here with us.
6: Thank you.
7: Thank you for having me.
6: Awesome. <clears throat> so corta sol.
1: Hello again. Uh, we're here with writer Glenn Eanes. Uh, you wrote Windows, which just happens to be my favorite movie of the festival (laughs) thank you very much the festival's not over but so far uh it is my favorite it's got layers (laughs) and i enjoy that thank you that's Um,
8: uh what we were aiming
1: for are you enjoying yourself
8: uh yeah i am enjoying myself uh unfortunately i can only be here for a short time because uh my day job is post-production sound and we're in the middle of a season of reality television oh which is just time
1: crunch wow
8: yeah so i drove out here for um for today and hopefully i can see a couple other films before i have to go back tomorrow you're coming
1: from, from austin right from austin, oh, okay, yeah. okay yeah. Cool. um you know the problem we've run into in the past two interviews was you have to talk about a movie without talking about it right spoiler and, alert yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah. uh
6: it's a challenge it's gonna give me an
1: aneurysm yeah. <laughs> just say that uh well I mean, since you wrote it what can you tell the audience about your film
6: um, primarily
8: windows is a story of two women, uh, who are having trouble. Connect- um, and being a sci- science fiction film, you know, it has spent these fantastic visuals and CG and a whole conceptual reason for why they can't connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it is about the emotional story. Um, of the primary character, you know, trying to have a human connection with uh, her neighbor who she can see across the way, but they can never really connect. How do
1: I frame this question?
8: Uh You can ask me anything, and I'm willing to uh, talk about lots of different concepts because... There are many interpretations. that the Right, film could have. It,
1: it, it is pretty open. You kind of touched on that on stage. You, you said you weren't a public speaker, but you did fine up there.
8: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You
1: communicate, yeah,
8: I've, very uh, well. I've done a couple Q and As now. Um, usually, I have my partner in crime, the director of the film, our Buendia. Uh, we wrote the film together, and we've written several together.
1: Uh, usually, I have her with me, but this is I'm flying solo this time. Huh. So. <laughs> You're, you took the training wheels off. you're doing all right. thank you. Um, okay, so about the neighbor was it was she actually there? Uh,
8: that is a good question. What do you think? <laughs> well,
6: classic oh, God how do you push it back? To I, I, the... I
8: think it comes down to you have to. Come up with your own idea of where they actually are. Yes. And then you can start to decide if she was real or not and what role she plays. Um, I will say in my mind, the two characters do have a clear relationship but that exists prior to the story actually Mm -hmm. occurring. Um, But uh, I don't want to reveal too much about that. Mm I like to let people make up their own minds.
6: And it's a fun one to try and make your mind up about. It really is. I mean I found myself like I, I kind of tilting my head at the screen like wait
1: the thing but... that that made me curious was she'd never tried to vocalize her communication so it made me think maybe she knew something that the main character didn't and didn't even attempt
8: yeah and I think really one of the big themes of the film is communication and, and trying to communicate um, it's a bilingual film uh, one character speaks Spanish and and another pseudo character speaks english and they understand each other completely and right. and really uh, you know i've i've spent a lot of my life living overseas and uh my partner maru is mexican and she she speaks primarily spanish um and i speak primarily english so when we communicate with each other particularly after a few drinks we go to our native tongues and <laughs> and so really it, it's it's a tribute to that you know being able to connect with somebody without being able to actually verbally communicate with them
1: made me think just now <clears throat> The <clears throat> pseudo character that you hear but not see. Yeah, we spoke call that the English machine voice. Yeah, yeah, spoken English, but the main character spoke in Spanish, which makes sense because when you know two languages, the primary language is what you speak inside your head. Mm-hmm. Meaning the the crux of the the short being that this takes place somewhere else. I don't want to spoil it. I'm sorry. It's I'm being so super that, vague.
8: Uh, yeah, don't. I mean, I. I don't worry about spoiling it you know I, I love talking about these concepts um because uh, i i do have i studied physics for two years before i switched to film okay uh, in college so i have like a real love for hard science and um, okay technology. Then
1: let's get into that yeah so this this film in reality is being worked on right now kind of yes uh yeah the, the, the concept <laughs> is being explored yes the and concept is are, being explored right now we we touch on these subjects mm-hmm. on the show uh, okay it's kind of a weirdo well then let's I get like, together with a bunch of weirdos and we talk weirdo stuff let's go down the rabbit hole then yeah um, definitely
8: so my if you have the time yeah yeah i mean as much time as you guys want me for sure. i'm here for you um my uh a lot of where my thinking has been lately is artificial superintelligence and the existential threat to the human race. Mm-hmm. And with artificial superintelligence being the primary existential threat to the human race right now.
1: So you're on the Elon Musk. Uh yeah, Elon I am ben on Reagan. like the e- Elon Musk bandwagon. <laughs> you're, um, you're you're scared.
8: Yeah. Well, scared I, I'm not it, scared. Yeah. I kind of uh, I embrace our our future overlords. Mm-hmm. Um, Are
1: you? Do you have an EMP uh, generator at your house? That you're- no,
8: no. Most mostly, you know, I'm not concerned about uh, about what will happen. I'm more fascinated by it actually happening. Right. Yeah. And potentially living uh, during the time in which these things may happen yes. really fascinates me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a morbid fascination in a way, but uh, I'm not worried about it. I really uh, just enjoy the idea of it, and hey, if I get to see it happen, then that'd so, be
1: great. <laughs> in relation to the film, it's kind of like... Um, I mean, these things are being worked on. They mm-hmm. are mapping the brain and yeah, where, whole, where thoughts come from. and
8: Yeah, whole brain emulation.
1: How uh, you can... Yeah.
8: Although if you read a lot about it, um, uh, like uh, Nick Bostrom's book, uh, Superintelligence, talks a lot about the different pathways that we may take to superintelligence. And um, whole brain emulation is still... Uh, The outside possibility right now, it's probably going to be a machine artificial superintelligence that will make it to fruition first Um, just because the, uh, the hurdles that we have to get past whole brain emulation mm-hmm. are just too great. Like right now, um, you know, they're talking about taking brains and slicing them into microns thin pieces and then scanning those pieces with high-resolution scanners that can see all of the neurons in them mm-hmm. to model a brain perfectly and that technology is just probably further away. Fortunately,
1: you have to wait until you're dead. <laughs> yeah. to get into the And that the so, and you know,
8: somebody asked me outside is she dead or is she alive and what happened to her body uh, in the story and that's one of the things I I, I like to leave up to the uh to the audience to interpret
1: to me it would be beneficial to the person going in to virtual reality or whatever you want to call that uh to do it when you're coherent and young and your brain still you know you have that vitality about you yeah but I don't know, man.
8: It's like the brain stops developing at the age of 25, so just hit 25 and like (laughs) take my brain out and cut it up and put me in a computer.
1: But at at, at that point in time, you probably wouldn't even have to go to that extreme. You could probably just... Copy your essence and live your whole life. Yeah, right. Yeah, theoretically, I mean. I mean
8: yeah, I mean, I guess that's like uh, an idea that's been touched on in a number of other films, like Vanilla Sky or the, the original Abre los Ojos. Um, and you know, that's not exactly an angle we were going for. And I will, I will say, the the overall world um, that we're building uh, is is a little different. But um, yeah, all of those concepts are wrapped up in in kind of the story we were trying
1: to tell. Hmm. Very interesting. Very uh, cutting edge thinking. With this story, I mean, yeah, these are the the nerdy things that I'm interested in. So, well, just, just your curiosity about the subject and not only that, but you, you're a writer, you're creative about it. I mean. How do these things happen? <laughs> You're like the whole package, you know. Uh,
6: it's a winning combo.
1: It's crazy. Um, so what's next? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna touch on this world again, or you? Um, we would love to. Uh, we do have because uh... there's lots of weird technological stuff that's going on that you could address in film, and it's yeah, no, it would blow people's minds because you know most people, the general product public, don't know about this kind of stuff. Yeah,
8: and uh, one way I like to. Um, jokingly promote our film is uh, we're trying to bring awareness of these, this potential existential threat to the human race. Right. So the more people who can see our film, the better. And start thinking about these things because I think they're important. And so does Elon Musk. But, you know, what does he know? He's in it. Has he seen the film? <laughs> uh, no, not that I am aware of. But was he I would inspired... love it if he
1: saw it. Did he see it and was like, we can't let this happen? <laughs> um, very cool, man. I I'm just... I'm glad we can discuss the film without discussing the film. Like what a, what other um the the ty- don't worry I'm cutting out all the silence. Nobody's going to even notice. Uh so when you name the film Windows, is that a literal meaning from the technology involved? Yeah, uh, it's named Windows um mostly because it's like uh
8: literally the windows that, that women are looking through, and they can mm-hmm. see each other, but they can never connect. Um, it, it's not any reference to Microsoft in any way, if that's, <laughs> if that's a question or not.
1: Oh, you, you said the word. Now we're going to get in trouble. Okay. Um, to a, a large corporation. It is not a reference to a real-world large corporation. Not Apple. Yeah. Uh, you can believe that what I said earlier. <laughs> uh carrie you got anything
6: i'm on the spot <laughs> right now i really loved it uh, that's what <laughs> i could say if, at this moment sorry
1: so what are you thinking about now like what's the next subject that as a writer you'd want to touch on
8: um there's so many things that i want to touch on i've been thinking a lot lately um about uh, doppelganger stories and i really mm. love doppelganger story and i have I have a good idea for one that I'm, I kind of want to write. Um, but uh, Maru and I are always writing new things. And uh, uh, horror is something that, that we uh, write as well. And um, we have a couple horror uh, feature scripts in the works. Um, we're hoping to shoot another short this year that would be, I would call it a horror, but I have a really dark sense of humor. So it might also be something of a... Um, of a comedy in my mind, but <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so you know, we we typically try and make shorts to explore techniques that we haven't used before. Um, Maru does have a background in visual effects. Um, she worked with Troublemaker for a while as an onset visual coordinator and doing a lot of post visual effects uh, at various right. companies after that so she has she does have a lot of experience in visual effects but we had never made a film with a heavy amount of visual effects in it which is uh one of the reasons we made this movie and so we could really get our hands in and, and make something ourselves that had a lot of visual effects in it so if we ended up making a feature with visual effects we kind of know what we're doing mm-hmm. um another thing technique that we're interested in is puppetry so um yeah we met a fantastic guy a couple years ago at fantastic fest um and he's an amazing puppeteer so uh we're we're gonna try and shoot a short this
1: year i think uh that may involve some puppetry
8: nice cool
1: i can't wait to see it um did you meet robert rodriguez
8: Uh, i've met him a couple times but (laughs) maru you know worked with him so
1: she she is more the person to ask about So that. I had one question that since you met him, I haven't met him. Does he smell like cologne?
6: That is so funny.
1: Or raw candy? <laughs> that
6: is so fu- I knew you were going to ask that
8: shit. You know, I really, I, I don't have a strong sense in my mind of what he smelled like when I met him.
6: <laughs> How could you, you not? You He's a tall <laughs> guy, though.
8: You
1: didn't hug him and, and take a whiff?
6: <laughs>
8: No. He's a tall guy. He had a very stylish, <laughs> fantastic hat on when I met him. Okay. He probably doesn't even remember that he met me. So
1: he wouldn't remember me either. Uh, who could forget you? Well, I'd probably—I'll never step on you. his foot.
6: Or Aww, something. who could forget oh, that thanks, shirt? Buddy.
1: Um, that's that pretty fantastic, by the way. Gabe's actually, wearing like a, a pineapple
6: well, Hawaiian shirt. For those of you that can't see, see, they'll see
1: it on the video. It's pretty fantastic. It's like It'll pretty be magic. on YouTube. Um, do you want to? Is there any social media or or something that? Uh, Yes, let me see if I can get all of this future film viewers will um the
8: facebook page for our film is facebook.com slash windows sci-fi with one s so it's w-i-n-d-o-w-s-c-i-f-i um on twitter we are at windows film Uh, i believe we're the same on instagram as well
1: okay awesome
8: yeah well I really
1: enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. I appreciate coming on. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. This is my uh, first podcast, so I hope I did well. You did. Thank you. People of the earth, check out Windows when you get the opportunity.